Podtacular, the unofficial Halo Universe podcast presents episode 845, Infinite Year One, recorded live on January 5th, 2023. Hello everyone, welcome to Podtacular, the unofficial Halo Universe podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Dust Storm. I'm your other co-host, Godzilla T. And welcome to 2023, year two of Halo Infinite, year 10 of MCC? No, eight, nine, nine, nine of MCC. I was off by a year. 22 years of Halo. It will be come November. <laughs> we got a few months to get there, but yes, it will be. Eventually, uh, well, we finally made it to 2023. Woo! We didn't have Woo! a podcast last week, but we are here uh, with renewed vigor for this year. Uh, I've got some goals I'd like to do for the podcast and the community that uh, I'll touch on. No, I have not talked about these with Gigi yet. Um, this is just merely a preliminary for <laughs> what I would like to do. Of course, we have some other things that this we is talk so about. you can hold him accountable. Yes, because he doesn't listen to me anymore. He keeps saying I'm nagging him. About what? I don't know. You don't really say, <laughs> say that much. I mean, there's things that I mentioned and you say, yeah, that sounds good. And then I like, I admit I don't do what I say I'm, I need to do. <laughs> so if it's just that, then yeah, I guess. <laughs> like getting guests on the show that I've said I would get on the show and haven't done that. Or, or you know, you giveaways. Know, and Having some kind of bot that would automatically put out tweets and I stream notifications and oh I mean at least that work has started the only problem with that now is there's a puppy involved <laughs> which has basically set the whole last month of our lives on a crazy course to so I see the puppies training you well yes yes it has we've we've gotten through probably some of the initial rough bits there's still some rough bits going on as far as still getting woken up every three hours or at least one of us is getting woken up every three hours to take him out we'll be very happy when we don't have to deal with taking the puppy out at 10 midnight 3 5 and 7 in the morning you know that lasted about a week for me actually it didn't last that long because I never got up out of bed to take him out take him outside neither did the wife oh so he just learned the hard way she did, yes. Or she did. What Generally what we do is we get them to go outside, and usually within a couple of days of them figuring out that they need to go outside, the bulk of the accidents inside stop. Yeah, it didn't quite work out that way for us. Yeah. Our pup knows he needs to go outside. But if we we trained him at least to, we have a bell, mm-hmm. a little sleigh bell type things up hanging by the door, except he'll ring that just to get attention and to go outside without the potty. So at least it's still a mechanism of if he needs to go, yeah, we still take him outside. Um, sometimes it just 
he wants to go outside three or four more times. And by the fourth time, it's like, okay, you clearly don't need to go potty. You're staying inside. And if you keep doing it, we're creating you. <laughs> so, Well, see, that's just it. While you're outside, you need to reinforce the potty aspect. And that's what we've been doing. Or at least that's what we've been attempting to do. Yeah. Partly successful. We did use puppy pads early on Confal. And we do have the kennel or the crate that we use. That's where he sleeps. And then I've left him out of his crate for this week while I've been working down here while I'm working from home. And it has worked without him having an accident. We (laughs) invested in a baby monitor (laughs) so (laughs) we can monitor the dog. And that has helped with no accidents. So thankfully, we've been accident free for two weeks now in the house, which is good. But as far as puppy pads, we're trying to forego any inkling of letting him go in the house. Yeah. So, but yeah. Good luck with it. Thanks. We are, he's 11 weeks old. He'll be 12 weeks old this coming weekend. So it's hard to imagine that we've only had him for about a month. Mm -hmm. It seems like it's been longer. (laughs) Anyways, that's the puppy update. If anyone wants to go see pictures on Instagram, it's Milo the Petty. That's P-E-T-T-I. Oh, my God. You didn't give him his own Instagram, did you? Our cats have their own Instagram, and he has his own Instagram. The only pet that does not have its own Instagram is our parakeet. (laughs) Because there's not really a lot there to post about our parakeet. (laughs) Yes, Fuchs. (laughs) X day since last accident in the house by, by the dog. Anyways, uh, that's how my last month has been. Uh, what have you been up to, GT? Unfortunately, we've had a death in the family. My TV that I bought with to play Halo 3 on died. Oh, man. That's some memories, I bet. Yep. I bought a Samsung 56-inch rear projection DLP TV in 2007 for specifically Halo, it, Halo 3. That was a rather expensive year for me. I, I bet. <laughs> Especially for a TV like that. TV, Xbox, Halo 3 Xbox, Halo 3 Legendary Edition, Halo 3 Accessories, you know, the the, the head, little the head, headphone, yep. the, the speaker case. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Uh, just a few odds and ends. To pause on that. Halo 3 has by far the best accessories in Legendary Edition of any Halo. I don't know. I kind of like the statues. Mm. I, don't get me Pretty wrong. I, I'm not knocking Master Chief's helmet. That's cool. It'd be even cooler if you could put it on your head. They, they made one of those. No, it would be cooler if you... That one you could put on your head. Well. Anyway. <laughs> Anywho, yes, my TV passed away. That's so I got a new one, and the picture looks weird. <laughs> Not used to it, huh? Not well, used to the it's, new flat screen LED or QLED or OLED. It's or a QLED. It's an LG. And it just, we, well, last night we set it up and we watched Transformers the last night. Okay. Which is Haven't a movie we're. 
we're pretty familiar with. We've watched it multiple times. We own it. It's been on TV multiple times. So, you know, we're really familiar with it. And it looked weird. I mean, to the point where the special effects really, I mean, they really looked fake to me. Huh. Because the image is just that much sharper, so it sticks out more, probably. Yeah, it really sticks out. I mean, the CG, it just really stands out. I've never really thought about that, but making that change from... Well, that's the one thing. That's one thing I always liked about projector TVs is, yeah, they don't have the sharpest picture. They don't, you know, they don't have a lot of the the new things that a lot of these LED TVs, but I think they deliver a more natural picture quality. It's not. I I can see that. I mean, there in real life, there's not sharp edges around everything. You know, there's a gradient, and with a D, with a projector screen TV, you get that just because of the you know the reactive layer in the screen. Mm-hmm. So switching to an uh, you know on is a nano LED. Uh, it's I, I don't know all the specs right off the top of my head. It's it's a change. Yeah, everything looks funny now. <laughs> <laughs> Everything I mean, is the new. shadows even look off, which is weird. But anyway, that I mean, it's interesting to hear your perspective on it because it's something that I honestly haven't thought about in so long. Just because the last time I had any kind of analog TV like that was back when I was living with my parents in high school. Yeah, there's there's a lot of things that digital really takes away from, as far as nuances i mean obviously you need it for like actual computing and doing stuff like that and video games but don't get me wrong i have no problem with led backlit or lcds led you know i've got i'm sitting in front of four lcd screens right now (laughs) i don't have any i don't have problem with them it's just for certain things analog just kind of makes things more appealing to me it's a personal preference and i'm sure after a while i'll get used to the tv just right now i'm in that it looks weird yep it's like what if you wear new pair of shoes like they feel weird even though you yeah could, they you hurt your the feet. exact same shoes yeah because they're new they feel weird <laughs> so yeah i get it yeah what happened to it is it just some part it's it's overheating so i, I took it apart and I, I blew all the dust out which honestly, there wasn't as much in there as I thought there would be. It That's I good. haven't dusted it since 2007. I mean, wow. <laughs> okay. And this is with you know pets in the house, and pets ju- pets just generate dust. Don't get me wrong. There were some pretty sizable dust bunnies in there, and there were a- areas that had some dust, but it was not near as dusty as I thought it was going to be. I thought okay. it was just going to be kind of like one great sheet in there, right? Right. Just one thick coat and you just go oh i think one of the cooling fans for the light bulb has died or for the cpu i but i could probably fix it if i could find the parts the trick is tearing it apart finding the problem you know finding out if it's just a sensor 
that's giving me trouble or if it's a dead fan, it's probably a dead fan. And then finding a replacement part. And then on top, it's getting to the point where it's about due for a new bulb, which the bulbs, it's been out long. Well, the bulbs have been, it's been out long enough where the bulbs are pretty cheap. Okay. They're not near as expensive as they used to be. Like the first bulb I bought for it was 180 bucks. Was that just for one color or? Is no, it, it's, has- it, it only has one bulb. Okay. It was $180 for, for the bulb. And the last bulb I bought was like 75 bucks. Oh, that's not bad. Actual Samsung bulbs, which are actually made by Philips. <laughs> anyway. Well, sorry to hear about the TV. Hope you uh, get accustomed to your new TV quickly so it doesn't. And I guess you probably don't suffer from like motion, any of the motion stuff. No. Uh, the <sighs> I haven't fired up the smart portion of it yet. The smart portions of TVs are always sluggish. From what I gather on this one, this one's pretty good. Really? What brand did yeah. you get? Now you're going to make me look. Because <laughs> I've got a Sony 4K TV, and the smart TV part of it is slow. And the TV is only okay, like four years it old. Is an, it's an LG. Okay. It is... Uh, mine's a 55-inch, so it's a 55 QNED85UQA. It is actually built... The hardware in it is actually designed and targeted towards cloud gaming. Oh. It is a 120 hertz screen. So it's actually up to 4K built. resolution. Dolby Vision. It actually is ready for at Dolby Atmos. I mean, it's a nice TV. It's got a lot of features in it. I don't know if I'm going to use them. Mm-hmm. But the the deal was it wasn't that expensive. Believe it or not, this TV was cheaper than the one it replaced significantly. Okay. Like I said, you know, I was at the point with my old TV, the cost of fixing it versus replacing it. Yeah, there's a big, there's probably the big cost difference, but how much right. longer until something else fails? Anyway. Yep. Makes sense. Cool. Uh, so I said. That's too bad. I missed my TV. Welcome to the podcast. But the nice thing is, is all of the Xbox picture fixed on the TV now. So, oh, instead of being cropped off on uh, the corners, I never could get it set. Uh, I never could get any of the Xbox ones to completely keep the picture on the screen. Yeah, that was one of the little quirks about the old analog stuff is that overscan. So, for the yeah. 360s, it worked fine. It just for the Xbox ones, it just never did quite work right yeah anywho anywho everyone here is here to hear about halo although everything's kind of been often on halo related but nonetheless uh we've been playing a lot of halo infinite for our fragment fridays we also mm-hmm. had an additional thing that we did on was new it year's eve new year's eve okay so it was saturday yeah so still knocking in some of the Halo Infinite Customs, getting some new ones rotated in. and we. What, did, you're not going to tell them what we did? I'm getting there. Oh, okay. And then we did the campaign co-op. Mm-hmm. My first time doing it. I don't know if it was your first time doing it. First time for me, too. 
And we had... We had four tank guns until somebody lost his. And then someone else lost theirs. I was the first one to lose mine. And then Comfal lost his. So right now, GT and Pins are the only ones with their tank guns left. We're only playing on normal. So, I mean, it's not like it's necessary. It's just fun. I was really hope I, we if we pick this up again, we may go back and get you tank guns before <laughs> the before before we face after him. Because I want to hit him with four tank guns. Well, it doesn't just one take him out. Yeah, but I want to see how far he bounces. I mean, we're gonna get that achievement like that, <laughs> and I think that achievement is specifically made because of the tank gun. Kill Ashram without losing your shields, right? Yep. Is it losing or taking damage? I mean, either one is is hard with Eshram. I think it's losing shields, but anyway, either way, the tank gun's going to one-shot knock him out anyway. I just want to see what happens when you uh, hit it's Eshram like, with four tank guns. It's like, okay, everyone just mash your right trigger to, for the end of the cutscene, and then boom. <laughs> I've already got the fun skulls turned on, so he yep. should bounce pretty good. <laughs> Might clip out of the map or something. So we got through the the spire mm-hmm. mission. So we're about no no no. We finished the um the anti air island. We just finished that. Yeah, that was the last that's thing right. that we did. So we we made it. I'd say that's close to halfway through the campaign mm-hmm. in one go, and that was what three four hours, something like that. Of course, you know. People kept getting distracted with going over here, going over here. We we weren't exactly going bink, 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 bink. I mean, we were going in the general direction. It's just we were picking up other little things along the way. Spartan cores, other looking for other achievements and other mm-hmm. things. So We might do it again. It took us two tries, but we did get the hunter one. Yep. The the first time we kind of blew the hunter off the map, <laughs> and he didn't <laughs> yeah, die. Yeah, that, that was funny. <laughs> yep. Uh, the first pair of hunters that was under the spire before you go into it, uh, tank gun blew one way far away. And then he magically reappeared. Yeah, I think after a while they kind of reset the spawns. And that happened to one of the fobs, too, is... We were using the tank guns, and we actually blew one of the enemies so far up into the sky that it was still flying, and we couldn't capture the fob because there was still an enemy that was assigned to the area alive. We had to go away from the fob and come back for it to be like, oh, mm-hmm. okay, all the enemies are dead. Yeah, while we're while we're doing uh, one of the banished outposts, all of a sudden we get notification, you can take this fob now. Thanks. Yeah. It's like, oh, we're a little busy the, at the moment. The cleanup time, they finally decided to say, oh, that, that enemy is no longer an issue. <laughs> or it's dead. Yeah, skulls have some interesting effects uh-huh. in the campaign. But it's fun. The Tankens has interesting effects on the game. Is there a effect skull that's on that effect? Uh, like, does the increase explosion impact or anything like that yeah cowbell okay that's the one so yeah tank guns in addition to cowbell makes things makes physics God, can you break. imagine what would happen if you had feather too <laughs> you could fly to the other side of the ring <laughs> Wee! oh and we found yes pens we did find out that too 
A tank gun in the Warthog really isn't effective because <laughs> as you're holding the tank gun, your Spartan stands up and you can only shoot the direction that your Spartan is facing. Not where but you're looking. it is absolutely hilarious to watch three Spartans stand <laughs> on the back of a Razorback. Yep. What was your point of view, by the way? Was your point of view sitting down or standing up? It was still the like third person view, and it looked like we were standing up. Okay, it looked like you were standing up. Didn't yeah. you were okay. Yep. Well, that's good. Yeah, we can see ourselves standing up in the the not uh-huh. the pose, but the the standard pose, the idle pose. I could I could tell when somebody switched weapons because they immediately sit down. Yep. <laughs> it was a lot of fun though. We're still planning on doing Halo Infinite customs and matchmaking on Fridays. I don't think we have any current plans to change that up or to introduce Halo 5 multiplayer or MCC into the mix. But if there is interest, please let us know. Drop a note in the Game Night channel on our Discord. Mm-hmm. And if you have any game game types or modes that you've come across for Infinite or MCC or Halo 5, drop them in the game chat. Yep, drop the links if you can get them. Otherwise, mode and author helps narrow the search down. Yes. For MCC and Halo 5, please give us the author, the name of the map, and the name of the game type. Yes. And Confound, I think we did Rainbow Road. Did we we do Rainbow no? Okay, so that was a couple of other groups that I played with. There's two different Rainbow Roads out there. I'm partial to one of them. I'm partial to the one that's not the one that doesn't look like it's just tiles the entire time. The uh, the NES style or the Super Nintendo style Rainbow Road. Like the, the more Nintendo 64 style Rainbow Road. Yeah, the one I saw was the tiles. Yeah. Oh, we did it after GT left. Right, okay. That's why I was thinking about it. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Join us on Fridays. Yeah, that happens. Join us on Fridays, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time. We kick off our multiplayer, starting with kind of matchmaking warm-up, and then once the party gets too big or once the party decides to move over to customs, then we'll go over to customs. So come join us. Have some fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we can play with up to 24 people now. Right. Yep. We can actually have more people in the game than we can in an Xbox party. Guess Xbox parties are still limited to 16, aren't they? Uh huh. Discord call. Actually, I've I've actually been thinking about switching over to that. Now that Xbox supports, yeah. Now that you can do that with Xbox, if you're interested, just a quick little PSA. In order to join a Discord call from Xbox, you have to do it through your phone, I believe. I believe the mobile that's app. Correct. I believe that's correct. I, I've played with a little bit. It's, it's it's hard to test by when you're when it's just you, <laughs> right? Uh, but it did connect to the part to the vo- voice chat that I was that I had chose. So we may start doing that, uh, depending on what uh, people feel like. Because, like I said, with the ability of the Xbox to connect directly to Discord, it would make it a lot easier, especially when we have larger parties. It would be nice if there was a way to 
almost like send an invite to a voice channel. Yeah, I don't or, know that or, there is. I think you have to actually be you have to actually choose the voice channel you want to enter. I mean, Discord is implementing features like crazy, so mm-hmm. I'm sure they're thinking of some way to kind of solve this problem. Except for that's an Xbox feature, not a Discord feature. Uh, it, it could depend. I mean... The joining a Discord call from Xbox is an Xbox feature. It's something that was developed by Microsoft in, in collaboration with Discord. Okay, it's a joint yeah. thing for them to solve. Nonetheless, with Discord's reputation, I'm sure it's something that they probably are looking into. Only if they can talk Microsoft into it. Well, I wonder what the experience is on PS5, because Discord oh, was available on PS5. I don't PlayStation, first. so I can't tell you. I, I don't either. I'm, I'm just curious. That, that's all. That's all. Anyways, thanks, Pins, for following Milo on Instagram. If no, you want to follow the I'm cats, not. there's there's the no. petty kitties. No. <laughs> no. Honestly, I don't even have Instagram installed right now on my phone. You, you don't have to follow, but there's there's some cute puppy pictures. I'm just saying. I don't need cute puppy pictures. All I have to do is come home. I mean, yes, that's true. Even though mine's four years old, she's still freaking puppy. <laughs> puppy brain. <laughs> oh, yeah. You said you got a lab, too, right? Golden Retriever. Golden Retriever. Okay. Well, they'll settle down a little bit sooner. Labs, I don't think they ever get out of the puppy phase. I, I've i seen some labs get chill. but I Yeah, think that, when they're 13 or 14. I think a lab's temperament is typically a little bit more energetic than a golden. Our puppy training that we go to at Petco on Mondays, uh, one of the other dogs there is a five-month-old black lab. You've got to be kidding me, Laird. Laird's saying that they actually have a Instagram app for a Windows 8 phone. Yeah, they did. They did. Yeah. That's all right. I don't have any win- I don't have a Windows 8 phone anyway, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> yep, they had they had an Instagram app. Cuz mine my Windows 8 phone got updated to Windows 10. Windows Phone 10. Flip phone. <laughs> Instagram flip phone. Yeah, right. So, as far as other Potacular community stuff, there's a couple of things from our uh, Discord. Penn shared a TikTok of, and this is basically a guy riffing on, if the Predator has come across Master Chief, and basically the TLDR is, (laughs) basically the Predator is on some kind of hotline, and he's describing Master Chief, and and the person on the hotline is like, yeah, you're screwed, basically. Um, that's over in the Discord. And then Prestige shared something. I'm not sure if this is the first person to reach max level or if this is just someone reaching max level. But uh, he shared a clip of someone in MCC reaching max level. So I'm guessing... Blitz did. Actually, in the last couple of weeks, I've seen like two or three people hit max rank. So I guess a few people have just finally gotten there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's all we got for the community corner. Uh, On the official Halo news side of things, um, there's not really anything because, as is usual at the end of the year, 
most of Microsoft goes on leave for two weeks. So there really hasn't been any updates in the past two weeks. Um, the only thing that we really have got is people starting to tweet uh, from the studio that they're back in on things. Uh, we've got two new playlists that are out. We've got doubles in Halo Infinite, and we've got Griffball in MCC. Tashi put out a tweet earlier yesterday, yesterday, uh, saying that the HDS team is back in full force and their focuses are uh, releasing info on the uh, season two opener, which is going to be in Charlotte, North Carolina, uh, working with dev team on balances, the actual Charlotte major itself, uh, finalizing season two roadmap support for the Spartan showdown uh, by SSG space station gaming coming up here in the next month. Uh, social and content plans for the season partnerships and relaunching the HS grassroots roots program. So lots of interesting things coming down the pipe for HCS. Uh, the Space Station qualifier is going down again this weekend, January 7th and 8th, starting at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 Eastern. You can go on over to aka.ms slash ssg-qualifier to register. Uh, and that'll all culminate later the following weekend for the uh, the main event. And this is a $25,000 prize pool. Up for grabs. Eight teams invited, eight qualify, NA and Mexico eligible. And there will be drop. So for everyone that wants to collect your customizations, I don't know if there's going to be any new drops, but there will be drops for this event regardless. I watched to get the drops and moderate because Twitch chat can get a little rowdy sometimes. Really? Yeah. I never really. noticed. <laughs> you wouldn't think it, but no, that's that's very obvious. From the gear side of things, first thing out the window is the 2023 Halo calendar. So you can go find that over at the Halo gear shop. Got some nice cutscenes from the game for the different months in the calendar. And go ahead and deck your house with style. Or your wall, I guess. Whichever, wherever you would hang your, your calendar. And that's about it. We'll probably see a lot more article stuff come out over the next week or so as, again, the studio gets back into the swing of things. Uh, on another note, HCS Pro Talk uh, reached five years this week for their podcast. So congratulations to you guys. Most definitely. Congratulations. I, re- I re- remember meeting JK, um, JK Fire. Yeah. Mm-hmm. At Worlds 2018. For the very first time. It's hard to imagine that that's actually was almost eight years ago. <laughs> but yeah. They've been yeah. they've been rocking it out. Time so congratulations to you guys for five time years. Time gets away from you. It certainly does. It certainly does. But yeah. Just huge congrats to them. They've been knocking it out of the park with competitive talk and podcast format. So definitely the HCS podcast to listen to if you are into the competitive scene and want to be up to date on all of the, the musings, all the news, all the team drama, all that fun stuff. And that will lead us into our main topic for the podcast. Yes, we're bringing topics back. And as one of my commitments to hopefully this year kind of revamping, um, I did not do a very good job just last year in general with 
having topics to discuss, having a good schedule, having things ready ahead of time, like more than six hours ahead of time, or in some cases more than an hour ahead of time. So my goal is to have at least one guest a month. Ideally it would be two, but at least one guest a month. I have topics posted for each podcast that get put out into the Discord and social for people to comment on, and we can have a discussion about things. And that that's kind of the bare minimum for the podcast right now, is at least one guest a month and getting topics out and getting socials out for the podcast and podcast-related things. More stuff we'll be talking about in further detail as I get to talk with Haas. Yes, he still is planning to be on the podcast. Um, he's getting into the final pieces of his house being ready and his life kind of stabilizing. Um, so we will have Haas back. Uh, but I need to talk with Haas and GT on plans for the podcast. But as a, as a bare minimum, those are things that are goals for the podcast this year. Uh, so with that, our first topic for this year is kind of doing a year retrospective of Infinite. Because I don't think we actually formally did one. Uh, we kind of briefly talked about some of the things that came out and kind of at the end of the year mark is a, Oh, we finally have campaign co-op and no, oh, we finally have forge, but we haven't really talked about the kind of end to end product of what it was like when Halo infinite released and where it's actually come to. So as far as <clears throat> um, responses, we got folks in the chat, feel free to chime in. I did post this question out on social and in our Discord. We have a whole podcast discussion channel in our Discord. If you go over and check it out, that's where we'll be posting questions. And then all of the different uh, responses that we get back, we'll read on the show and we'll discuss. So, GT, would you like to share our thoughts first? Or do you want to go into some of the responses that we got in Discord and kind of riff off of that? Your choice. All right. Well, let's put the first response here, since it's from Pins. Uh, so we asked three questions. What is your impression of the first year of Halo Infinite? What things do you think are missing? And what would you like to see on the roadmap for the next year? Those are kind of the big three questions that we asked for the topic of the show. And Pins writes, I think overall, I have really enjoyed Halo Infinite. I really enjoyed the campaign and exploring Zeta, Zeta Halo. is really fun. Sniper Jackals aside. From a multiplayer aspect, I have had fun playing it as well. I find it challenging to me anyways, and while not perfect, found it pretty dang good. From what's missing, I don't want to be belabor these points as they are ones we all have brought up. Not getting Chief's armor after finishing the campaign on Legendary. Lack of certain game types like Infection and Griffball. The limited number of maps. I'm guessing he means developer-made maps. And customizations not being what they presented. I think everyone agrees with that one. Mm-hmm. The main thing I want to see is the next. what's next for campaign. Are we getting another DLC type, or are we getting a Spartan Ops-like expansion? I think I would prefer the latter, but just want some information on it. Initial thoughts on Pins' response? Well, I, I, I agree. I mean, it, it is what it is. Yep. Um, did Infinite have, the great, Infinite have the greatest launch ever? No. Had a better launch than MCC. This is true. <laughs> I, I don't think that can be argued that against that that much, but yeah, it did technically have a better launch than MCC. 
I think it had a better launch than Halo 5, personally. At least with Infinite, everything, all the, yeah. everything that was available is something that I enjoyed playing. With Halo, fi- Halo 5, there were really only like two playlists that I hung around in. Uh, because they were pushing the breakout thing and Warzone. Which is a mistake. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong, I liked Warzone. But, I mean, it's fun when you got a group, but when you're playing by yourself, it's just, it just, it never really clicked. You know, not like Big Team does. Right. Yep. So, in, you know, in my opinion, Infinite launched better than Halo 5. Uh, it should have la- launched a lot better than Halo 5. What we have today is what it should have launched with, plus some more. We've discussed that. Arguably, yep. I'm looking forward to some of the new features they've talked about. I'm looking forward to seeing more dev-made maps. And I mean actual dev-made maps, not dev-forged maps. Yep. I'm looking for... I'm looking forward to more uh, pre-made game types, uh, especially Infection. And not because I like Infection. I actually hate Infection, but it makes a really good base for customs. Yep. For all those mini games. Mm -hmm. And we mean proper game mode that you can configure the options, not via script brain, but actual... Natively supported game modes. Or just give us a game mode that's like the custom game mode or like the insane game mode from Reach and just throw a bunch of options that can be referenced by a script brain and then let people use those settings within the game mode options to help dictate the... I think that's honestly the like the best way to get some of this content going. It's yet... Infection is kind of unique, and it has a lot of those unique options where I think having a baseline infection would be good. Baseline infection, baseline zone control, baseline oddball VIP, capture the flag, slayer. Because most there's there's like maybe six core game modes, probably maybe six or seven that you could call out that other game modes that have been in Halo have been derived off of. Like Slayer captures the flag, ball mode, zone control, like capture the flag, king of the hill, or no, king of the hill, dom- domination, dominion, extraction, race, infection. I think is enough of difference where you could make that as kind of its own base. But yeah, like six or seven base modes that would support kind of all of the rest of the built-in game modes that we've seen in other Halo titles. So. I do agree that the chief armor missing in multiplayer being selected is kind of a downer. I've wanted to have that for a while. And some of the later, it's only been kind of the later Halo games where you complete the campaign on Legendary. I think all 343's games have done this. I don't think Bungie's games did this, but you got the Master Chief armor. So to not have it in Infinite, like, the weapon lockers would have been the perfect thing for that. It's like, okay, collect all the different Mule, Mark 7 Mjolnir pieces yeah. or something. But definitely think more dev-made maps. Unicheck actually put out a tweet a couple days ago asking, what's the one major thing that you think Halo Infinite needs? And I replied that we need dev-made maps. 
not forged, but dev made maps and modes. <laughs> so pins point two and three are like my top two as far as what Infinite needs. And I think the formula of three arena, one big team works as far as like content release and throw in the new game mode in there. So have the next one include infection, have the one after that include Griffball. have the next one after that include a, an official race variant, something like that. Um, as far as campaign DLC, it'd be nice to see it. Well, you know, considering that was kind of the whole purpose of the game or the design of the game, I would like to see that expanded expanded upon. I, I like mean, I understand they've got some stuff to fix, but boy, do they have some stuff to fix? Yep. I mean, I have to admit, the game has improved over the last year. Besides the additional content, the playability of the game has gotten better. It's gotten a lot more stable. So that's, I mean, they have worked on it and it's, it's better than it was when it launched. So that's, this is true. Yep. Does it still need more work? Yes. Yeah. Thanks prestige for the 30 months. Good to have you on board. We've been kind of off and on trying to schedule him for his uh, next Patreon appearance because he's reached that two year, actually two and a half years at this point on Patreon. And there's been some just things in the way of, of, I think his computer had a problem at one point and then he got sick. So we're looking to hopefully get a lot of that going around right now. Yeah. So we'll be getting prestige back on the podcast here pretty soon to fulfill his uh his patreon pledge so if you all want a chance to be a guest on one of our podcasts you can go on over to patreon.com slash pot tackler haven't <laughs> plugged that enough uh because uh i just started updating the vods from late august back up to the channel so <laughs> i'll be making a patreon post about that when they're actually all finally caught up uh, i've got six more episodes to post but yeah Anyways, uh, Laird posted uh, what he's calling a little hot take. Uh, Even if Halo Infinite had released with all the content that released up till December 2022, it would still only moderately have more population than it does now. I definitely think 343 is in a tough spot with Halo because you have a lot of other first-person shooters that saturate the market, for one, Mm -hmm. that in a way... Play better is not the right term, but as far as like play differently, they Halo plays pretty uniquely compared to like Call of Duty mm-hmm. and like a lot of the other shooters that are a little bit more fast paced. Halo is a little is a lot more slower, and the mechanics of shields and health and the style that Halo has is very unique to Halo. So it's not the mainstream. Like Halo's a name is mainstream, but the mm-hmm. gameplay itself is not mainstream like a lot of other shooter games are, I feel like. And you know, that's part of them before three in their way being true to the Halo formula. Which by doing that takes them away from what the masses are playing. 
type of shooters that the masses are playing. Obviously, Battle Royale being kind of the big thing. So you've got mm-hmm. Apex, you've got PUBG, you've got Valorant. You know, you've honestly, got Fortnite. even if there is a Battle Royale in Halo, I don't know that it would have the draw that people think it will. Will it draw people in? Yes, it yeah, will you, draw you people get an in. Uptick, but I don't think it's going to have. I, I don't think it's going to increase the Halo Infinite population long term. I think I think it would because it will still have the Halo mechanics to the game mode, or at least yes. it should. If people want to be true to Halo, I mean, you can either do it with Spartans or ODSTs, as far as like the whole drop mechanic like i said i'm not even talking about the drop mechanic i'm just talking about the actual gameplay and that you know that's where halo differs is the actual gameplay and i'm not talking about what game mode you're playing i'm talking about the act of playing the game the mechanics of the game yep you know it's it plays different than pretty much every other shooter out there with Maybe the exception of Destiny, but even Destiny is different than Halo because of the different abilities. Space magic. The space magic that Destiny has. <laughs> but of all the all the games out there, it's probably the closest to Halo because it does have a shield. It does have a health. You know, it does have that same kind of pacing that Halo does. But, you know, that would be about the closest thing out there. You know, everything else is more of a traditional shooter where you only have health, which speeds gameplay up. I think Battle Royale would definitely have an influx for mm-hmm. maybe a couple weeks, maybe a month. Uh, and then you would have, I th- I th- it may help streamers a little bit because of the Battle Royale appeal and kind of how it's, how it streams well for the most part. So I think that would play a little bit um, into maybe keeping the um, numbers up a little bit higher. But I think to your point, yeah, like it wouldn't long-term increase the player base significantly. I think. Yeah. It's hard hard to say that because yeah, I mean, I, Fortnite's my go-to casual game and like, I love the zero build. It's like, it's relaxing. It's, it's fun. Um, and like, I feel like Halo can, has that potential as well. And I'd love to have some kind of, cause it's just like you, you get in and you do your thing. If you're, if you're out, you can go right into another game. So yeah, but you see, they, they've, they've tried, they've done that. And, but they make you stay until the end of the game. That's the one thing. If they do implement a battle Royale, once you're dead, you need to be able to leave the game and not get penalized for it. Because if you're dead, there's no reason for you to sit there and wait till the end of the match. Right. The uh, Was it the last Spartan standing game mode? Mm-hmm. You can if you early. left, you didn't receive any progress for the game. Well, it, it needs to be that like once you're out, you get that progress. <laughs> yeah. It's like... Honestly, once you're out, it ought to just remove you from the game. And kick you back well, into I mean, the matchmaking I, I, screen. I get that some people want to be able to watch and see the finish through, but if people leave early, it sh- you should, yeah, or, or put up a prompt. Do you want to leave the game? A yes, B no. 
The only problem is, like, on the server side, it doesn't actually process anything until the match is over, and that's... See? Anyways, on to our next one. This is from Fuchs, who may still be in the chat. I'm not sure. I think he might still be. I have enjoyed Halo Infinite, although I have been trying to clear out a backlog of other games, so I haven't really engaged much with the winter update yet. Like Pins, I think the missing stuff is game types and maps for multiplayer continuing to boost the community content, like including the best maps and matchmaking, or just fun social playlists to test some out and hints on the next story developments. Finally, finishing the edit of the Rubicon Protocol podcast, and it reminded me that it sets up the UNSC knowing where Installation 07 ran off to, and Alive Spartans being down there for Chief to meet in a new biome. Even if they don't want to push the story forward, there's so much you could do with side stories. UNSC Strike Team liberates the remaining of UNSC Infinity, etc. That I think I really think they should be pushing stuff forward. I mean, there's a whole treasure trove of Spartan Ops type missions that could be played out on the ring. There is so much potential. So much potential for having campaign DLC and all the lore nerds I, I mean I enjoyed Halo, the Halo Infinite campaign for what it was it was kind of a nice soft reboot of 343's story and kind of getting back to the roots of what Halo CE was some of the myst- mystical and wonder while continuing the story but a lot of the heavy lore folks didn't like it because they thought it just barely scratched the surface which in one sense I get but you gotta start somewhere. Mm-hmm. You gotta like if you're if you're I mean, rebuilding a house, if you're turning down a house, Halo Infinite. I was when I was first playing through it, I was a little perturbed about the way they chose to do things. Until I got to the end of the campaign, then it all made sense. I would have still liked to see more of an introduction of Atriox in game because outside of that, if you didn't play Halo Wars, you know, nothing about him. All you know is this big ape kick chiefs and that's it. I would have liked to seen a little bit more introduction for Atriox at the beginning. But like I said, once I got to the end you know, the way they chose to do it made sense. I wonder if that opinion for us is jaded a little bit because I felt like for Halo 4 talking with folks, for f- folks that were kind of not as enveloped in like the book lore and everything else, mm-hmm. I feel like a lot it, of folks that played Halo 4 the didn't worst have a game for a new person to pick up. Well, I had a coworker that I, that I asked him about. And he's like, no, everything made sense in, in the campaign. And he doesn't read the books or anything. Well, like yeah, everything we makes to sense, a certain point because we know all this extra stuff, and like we can't think in that mindset of okay, well, what does someone who hasn't been exposed to this think of just this before and ending mm-hmm. appearance of Atriox? Like maybe that's a cool. Oh, who is this guy? Like this is setting up for this. Well, we defeated Eshram, so Atriox has to be a worse character, right? Like, who, like this could be setting up for a future story with Atriox. Well, it's, so, it was more killing Atriox off at the very beginning of the game. Well, 
killing him off air quotes. Um, yeah. Narratively you, you were under the assumption, but, but I think that kind of plays into the mystery of like, like I said, once I got to the end of the story, it made more sense. I still think a little bit more. It wouldn't have to, it wouldn't take much backstory for Atriox at the beginning would make things make a little bit more sense as to who this was on the UNSC infinity kicking. And like I said, it wouldn't take much. That's just my personal opinion. You know, cause my wife watched the cutscenes with me and she hangs around me when I play and I talk to her about halo and she's like, who is this guy? After watching the entire scene, she's she's still like, who is this? Where does he fit in the story? But is it a, who is this that I'm frustrated I don't know? Or is it, who is this is like, oh, I'm curious. Like, I want to know well, yeah, more. She's curious as to who this is, but it's more like, where did this character come from? I, I do get that part, part. And it, it is a little bit of a, well out of the blue type of thing. But mm-hmm. I mean, at the same time, like the very first halo game is like, okay, who's the covenant. <laughs> but in, in that they introduce the covenant. They give you backstory for the covenant in well, game. infinite. They give you ba- backstory for the band. It's just not Atriox specifically. Like I said, yeah. like I said, it, it's, it's totally a personal thing. I mean, even just a little bit more in that speech that he gives to Chief before he drops him off the edge of infinity. Yeah, but long... Not, not to mention, it just makes it more cringeworthy. Long antagonist speeches are low full pause, so I'm, I'm happy they kept that short. <laughs> uh, I'm really happy they kept that like short. Like I said, uh, another five, ten seconds in that speech, you wouldn't even have noticed. And they could have conveyed quite a bit in that. I'm sure they I'm not saying it's a 10 minute monologue. <laughs> yes, you're right. That would not be great. But, you know, another really another 10 to 30 seconds and they could have conveyed so much in that time. But you. overall, I'm very happy with the choices. I'm even happy with the way they ended the created storyline storyline. Well, we don't know if it's fully done yet. Well, hmm. But it's done as far as Cortana's yes. concerned. Yes, this is true. Uh, I want to catch back real quick up on the chat. Got a new follower, Lord Elthies. I probably mm-hmm. are missaying that, so thank you. He he also commented on our topic here. Forge needs a matchmaking queue, given the option to have it in the custom browser or have your map put into a pool for people to queue into. I think 343 is kind of waiting to see what comes out of the Forge beta since they're still in beta mm-hmm. and they have talked about incorporating community made content into matchmaking they've done it for all past halo games don't see why they wouldn't do it for halo infinite at all uh the last one we have here is from nightshade um they say infinite makes me genuinely sad I had a moment with a friend the other night where we realized that infinite had disappointed or let us down so many times at this point that we were just finished. Launch was bad. Updates afterward, just not enough. And finally playing through the campaign when co-op was released, let such a sour left. I think he meant left or she left or whatever. 
think they meant left. Uh, such a sour taste in our mouths, both story and gameplay-wise. Finally, Forge releases, and it seems incredibly minus a few other minor things that bothered us specifically. And the co-op forging is much clunkier and frustrating to work with. I'm paraphrasing and skipping a ton of stuff, but the nail in the coffin was how awful the custom browser was implemented. Anyways, I won't touch in weapon balancing and other such stuff, but I will sum up how I feel about Infinite. The game killed my passion for Halo in a way I couldn't have expected. I stopped playing older games. I stopped going through the books I had missed over the years. Even my yearly tradition of playing the final level of Halo 3 on New Year's felt hollow. Perhaps is overly dramatic, but it's honestly how I feel personally, and I want to end on this on that thought. Personally, my friend and I strongly dislike Infinite in the direction this game went and seems to be going, but that's okay. Other people are enjoying it and are excited for the future, and I hope they get everything they want out of it sincerely. Halo just isn't for me anymore, and I suppose I'm okay with that. To answer the last two points, if I want to see anything, I would want to see a solid pass on weapon balancing and making the UI not as awful as it is. Gosh, the UI is... yeah. As for the roadmap, honestly, I'd prefer them to go about things like Hello Games does and just drop updates when they are done, trailer for the day before, and update the next day, but I'm not sure how that would work. Anyways, thanks if you read all my rambles. Well, we did, and thank you for sharing. Well, you know, the funny thing is, is, don't get me wrong, the customs browser is a nice thing, but it's also a new thing for Halo in general. I mean, I know the PC ports had the custom browsers. Xbox never had. Until MCC, it never existed for uh, Xbox. Halo 5 had it before MCC did, I think. A customs browser? Yeah. I thought Halo 5's customs browser came out before MCC did. I could be wrong. Someone correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure. Anyway, the customs browser is still relatively new in the Halo games. So when it wasn't there at launch, I didn't miss it. Now the landscape of Halo has changed a lot since the early days. I mean, not many people, it doesn't seem like a lot of people go into Halo matchmaking to find people to play Halo with. They have their little group of people they play with and that's it. Yeah, these days there's not a lot of and not a lot I'm, of that going on. Honestly, I'm just as guilty as anybody else. Same. Anymore uh first thing I do on a game is disable voice chat. Because of the sheer too. number of people that yeah, if you're communicating and talking about the map, that's great. But unfortunately, the bulk of the people I come across are talking about anything but the actual game. Or they're offering feedback that is not helpful. Or it's a connect microphone. I don't even really I don't even really mind that either. It's what's being said that bothers me. Now, there are some gyms out there, and there have been times where it's like, oh man, I wish I could talk to this person, but then again my Astros are connected to my PC, not my Xbox. So unless I fully swing over to PC gaming, which I'm trying to get there a little bit with my my new build and everything the um the ease of of jumping into a game with friends and you can just message friends and be like hey you want to play and you can play and then also on top of 
busy schedule. So it's like, okay, Friday nights is my time to play with friends. I don't really play a lot of other times. Don't have nearly the free time as I did back when I was single and when I was in college. Yeah, well, same here. So life, life just dictates. It's a very the gaming aspect. Adulting is sucks. Very different. Well, yeah, there's part of that too. It's just changed. Like before, but I like, mean, yeah, just the sheer landscape of gaming has changed. And yeah, this doesn't, you know, this doesn't really apply to just Halo either. Now, granted, I play a very small number of games, and even smaller number of games that are actually multiplayer. Finished. <laughs> but I just I don't find people like I used to. Everybody on my friends list is from Halo, whether it be CE. Most of mine are. Halo 2, well, I should say Halo 2, Halo 3, Reach, Halo Wars. I mean, even Halo 4. I've gotten friends from that. But honestly, since like Halo, since like halfway through Halo 4 on, really haven't added that many friends i mean i've added some people that we that we uh have that show up regularly on friday nights yep but like world changer and uh from bobby's couple friends and yeah i mean just from me when i when i play by myself that's where most of my friends came from is me solo queuing into matchmaking on halo and that's the way it was done it just it doesn't I have a much harder time finding somebody I would want to be on my friends list now. And it's gotten to the point where I've pretty much stopped trying. And I don't know if it's the same for everybody out there, but it's just that it's kind of the way the landscape is, at least from my point of view. Yeah, I would agree. There's a lot of different things that just have changed with the times, really. So, yeah, I don't know if it's the gray in the beard or what, or I just, I don't have the patience for those people anymore. I mean, there's some good ones out there. There, Like I said, there have been times where I have run the matchmaking. There's someone that actually has good communication that is like, he's like, they're still talking, even though there's no one else on microphone and it's actually helping the team out. So there are those people out there and every time that happens, I'm like, uh, I can't talk to you, but I would like to talk to you. Uh, so, but nonetheless, thank you nightshade for sending in your submission. I know we didn't really talk a lot about the specifics that you had provided, but be curious to understand a little bit more. What about the gameplay and story made you disappointed? I didn't get, too much detail sense of what you submitted in there. I get that the direction that 343 has taken Halo has definitely not sat well with a lot of folks. Whether it be Halo 5 is what was the nail in the coffin or Halo Infinite was the nail in the coffin. Something new is always going to leave some people uh, wanting more. And I'm sorry that Halo Infinite has kind of soured the taste of the Halo franchise for you. Uh, that's all we've got as far as responses to our questions. So now it's our turn to share. 
Uh, I think for my first impression of of or my first year impression for me for Halo Infinite, definitely a lot of room for improvement. If I want to put it nicely, <laughs> there's a lot of things that obviously I know as being a forerunner that I, I can't really dive into. But prior Halo games have struggled with kind of early on scoping and uh, changes in direction of the game. So a lot of just development turmoil at the very beginning, not having a clear vision, clear direction, probably has something to do with part of what's caused such a rough launch for Infinite. I think that a lot of the core fundamentals should have been there as a launch feature. In one sense, I get why they weren't there from just the technologically te- technological complexity that they had to deal with for a new game engine and COVID and other reasons. But I get as a fan why I would not be happy with having kind of the half-baked product that they released last year being released in the state that it was. Thankfully, matchmaking was not as huge of an issue as the MCC launch or Halo 5 launches were. So that had if that was a huge plus for Infinite. They actually had a good matchmaking launch, mm-hmm. thankfully. Content was super slow. And I think a lot of that, again, boils down to that last-minute rush of they didn't have time to prepare new content. They were busy fixing the game <laughs> before launch. So going back to previous like Halo 4 and Halo Reach and Halo 3 where it's like, okay, game's out. Three months down the line, bam, new map pack. Another three, three months down the line, bam, new map pack, new game mode. Another three months down the line, bam, new new set of maps. Well, and yeah, Halo Infinite has just struggled from that because of all the technical debt that they incurred during development and up to release for the game. And that has really left a sour taste in people's mouth because there's no content. People aren't going to stay if it's stale, if they think there's problems with the game, which Halo Infinite definitely has some problems. We've seen the issues with desync that they've continued to work on, how some core fundamental mechanics have changed. Equipment has changed a lot of things. The non-collision with players. There's a lot of things that changed that has really messed with the engine. Mm-hmm. You're you're about to say something. Oh, I are you done? Yeah, I kind of stumbled into the second question, but yeah, for the first two questions, I'm pretty much done. Sorry about that. Go ahead and finish up. Okay. Uh, so as far as what I would like to see on the roadmap, definitely need those dev-made maps. Like, I get Forge is impressive, and it is. The maps that the community has come out with is fantastic. But you can only do so much in Forge. And there's going to be little quirks, like on some of the big team maps where you have the big ship in the sky or the big turret firing off in an event. Like, that's only going to be done in a dev-made environment because those are custom assets that need to be built and optimized for the game engine. And little quirks like the, the hacking thing for fragmentation. Like there's cool little nuances that you can do with custom maps, custom sandboxes, custom environments that can tell the story going alongside with the fracture storyline in multiplayer, which is kind of a, a 
excuse to have seasons in a way. I think there's a lot of things that could get fleshed out to make that more enjoyable, more consumable. But we need content to keep things engaged. And obviously, you don't need to have content planned for five years as far as maps. But I mean, if you're a live service, might as well. I mean, Rainbow Six comes out with new operatives and new modes and new operations, new maps at least once, twice a year. So, yeah, <clears throat> kind of like I said before when I answered Uni's question before, I think maps, dev made maps is going to be huge. Obviously, bringing some of the user generated content to fill in some of the playlists as well. Uh, so, have that mix of new dev made maps, community maps brought in. And those core game modes, Griffball, Infection, an official race game mode that can be forged with more of that core fundamental game modes that can be put into matchmaking. Okay, now I'm done with my response. So, GT, your response to the three questions. I agree with most of what Des said. Uh, the first year of Infinite was rough. I enjoyed the gameplay. I enjoyed the matchmaking. I enjoyed the campaign. I think the campaign told a very good story. Um, I think they told a very complete story. It left me with, okay, what's next? You know, unlike the Halo 2 ending where you're like, what the huh? This is it? Yeah. You know, they gave a good closure to this first story. I am looking forward to expansion of the story. However, that comes, they do. They are facing it. It, it was a perfect storm against Halo, against three four three. You have this demand by the de- developers to give them better tools to build Halo with which requires a total revamp of the engine. So you have to build a new engine and you have to build the tools to work with the engine. Then you have to get people trained on the new tools and the new engine and COVID strikes. Then you have some poor decisions made by some members of management. You have issues working together because you're all stuck at home. And no, I'm not just making excuses for them. These are not excuses. They are facts. I'm surprised Halo Infinite launched at all. <laughs> Honestly. The fact that guy got a year delay. Just- I, I, I literally thought it was going to get canceled with as many problems that were plaguing the game. When they announced that they were going to be delaying the game for a year, I'm like, God, I hope it's only a year. Because <laughs> it could have easily been another five years. It probably still really needed another two years in order to get the game built to the point where it is now and to get the all the seasonal assets taken care of all the different, you know, maps modes, you know, all the seasonal content ready before launch, you know, in the past, you know, the, the expansions we used to get 
were worked on alongside the game. You know, while the game is being developed, these expansion packs were being developed at the same time. Yeah, or as they're putting final polishes, like there's mm-hmm. other teams that can still be doing future content work. But another part is, is the hiring freeze yeah. from Microsoft. Like I said, it was a perfect storm. Didn't help either. Uh, you know, I don't know what micro- Microsoft had in their head putting a hiring freeze on when they have studios that need people to develop the product that they're trying to sell. And the total of Microsoft's portfolio, I'm sure Halo's not that. No, it's not. High up on the list. Halo. Microsoft has proven that we are the testers now. Over and over again. Ever since Windows 8 launched, we have been the testers. They have very little internal quality control anymore. It's not high on their priority. And this is not a dig to 343. That's just Microsoft. That is just the tools they are given. And they are doing what they can with those tools. Anyway, um, I mean, overall, I've been pretty happy with first year. Yes, it took a long time to get content. But honestly, I really didn't care. I had fun playing the game. Because when I started playing Halo, you didn't have a lot of options. You played in the playlist that had population. Big team. (laughs) It was big team or ranked, usually. Yep. Those were the places where people were. Yeah. I mean, even when they had social playlists, I honestly, after... A little while, I got away from playing social playlists because of the matchmaking systems they had in the earlier games. I didn't like the way it matched, it balanced the matches. Does Halo Infinite do it better? Not always. You know, I feel for the guys that actually have skill and the troubles they face (laughs) trying to get games, but I'm not sorry. You, when you have a game like this, the one thing people have to remember is that it has to be accessible for everybody, not just the lowest end of the players or the highest end of the players. It has to be available for everybody. And they have to, do, they, they have made choices to make the game as fun for as many people as possible. Yeah. Which there's a lot of talk in the community right now saying that it's, a lot of the casual vocal community feels like it's being very competitive focused right now. And then all of the competitive Halo communities, like this game isn't balanced for competitive. So <laughs> it's a very well, interesting com- dynamic in the com- in the community right now. Yeah. The, the game could Which be, I, I get the, the argument could for both be sides, tweaked but. to be competitive. The tools are there. The, the thing that bugs me is I hear all these people complaining about how they cannot get games because they're ranked such and such because, you know, every season they're a, a diamond four. I'm sorry. Not everybody in the halo community is a diamond four. <laughs> yeah. You know, the one thing I've, I've been impressed with 
all of the matchmaking systems 343 have used is they've done a pretty decent job of balancing lobbies. Well, with the recent update, I would agree with that for infinite. Like Before, I said, I would say it, no. <laughs> sometimes it even early Halo 5, it sucked. Until they revamped their matchmaking system for Halo 5, it sucked. Yeah, I know the, the new true skill gets a lot of flack, but I think it actually, like, I've enjoyed matchmaking more because of the capabilities it allows. Yeah, since they, it, la- it since they launched true skill 2, I've had a more enjoyable time in matchmaking. Now, the aiming, aiming in Halo Infinite just sucks. <laughs> that's just you for me well yeah that that's a me problem but like that's like me and halo 3 every other broadside of a scorpion i will admit yes the aiming is a little wonky and infinite and it gets me from time to time well i can go into mcc and halo 5 and my aiming is fine halo infinite nope it's like when i go into halo 3 all of a sudden that game is halo 3 is once you figure out the quirks, it's never been able to do it. <laughs> well, and and the way they change things for MCC with the Halo Three aiming to make it more aligned with the other Halo games, I've enjoyed Halo Three a lot more in MCC. Still than hasn't helped MCC. me any. I don't know what it is, but in Halo Three, it just unless it's a big explosion, I can't hit crap. Rockets. Rockets, Rockets. Uh, Scorpion Tank, Wraith, Ghost, you know, vehicles, even the chain gun on a Warthog. It, yeah, I can kill people with that. But anything else? I mean, point blank with an yeah. AR and I can't kill someone. Your problem with AO3 is my problem with Infinite, basically. I mean, I do have... I've got settings tweaked in Halo Infinite where it's better than it was at launch. Uh, you know, it's taken yeah, me a while still. to kind of tweak the settings to get it to feel right. But like I said, it I have to tweak the settings with every game. Just Halo Infinite took a lot more tweaking than normal. Usually it's small changes where in Infinite it was big changes. I'm still figuring it out in Infinite. But well, that's the topic for this podcast. Actually pushed us over an hour. It's been a while since so we've done a podcast that's over an hour so go us uh not sure what we're doing next week as far as topic yet we will probably pick up on our campaign series i think we were on the either the conservatory or the spire is where we left off on our campaign discussion we'll have to go back and check it's been so long yeah yeah so we'll probably tee that up for the next one as we look to get our first guest on for 2023. And I have also several books to finish, so we'll probably have some kind of book discussion at some point too. That's another thing I, I plan to, I, I made progress last year on, on getting caught up. I, I still behind, but I'm, I think I made positive progress and not negative progress last year. So no, I, I think you just broke even. Did I break even? I don't know. How many books did you read last year? I think two, three or four started the fourth, something like that. Okay. Well, I guess you're probably still a little bit ahead. So I, I plan to keep that 
trajectory going in the positive direction. <laughs> uh, I'm halfway through the Silent Storm, the one they go back to Reach. Yeah, halfway through that book. I plan to finish that this month. And we'll let you all know when we come up with uh, podcast-related things. When will Installation 00 be back on? Well, we had him on only like a couple months ago. So the next major milestone that he probably meets for his Project Mjolnir is probably when we'll have him back on. And I think he mentioned it'll probably be like summer or fall time for another... Oh, Shadows of Reach. Thanks, Pence. Um, So it'll probably be summer or fall before we have him on again. Uh, Real Life Spartan has voiced interest in coming back on the show. Uh, I would love to reach out to a few other folks that I met at HCS Worlds. So possibly try to get some of that lined up as well. And now that Bonnie doesn't have a job, maybe we can get her on. So I had to ask open to Unishek about possibly trying to get some folks from the studio on. And I need to follow up with that request. So we'll see. If there are any guests that you all would like to see us get on, that is in the somewhat realm of possible, so a.k.a. not Steve Downs or Jim Taylor uh, or Joe Staten um, <laughs> or Frankie, let us know. Drop a note in the Discord, hit us up on socials, and we will do what we can do. And that's going to cover it for us tonight. Thank you, Ace, for that comment. Um, <laughs> we'll see you all tomorrow for Fragment Friday. Again, hop in the Discord. We'll let you all know if we... Well, I think we're still planning to do Xbox Party chat, but if we decide to change that, we'll let you all know. I will not be there tomorrow. In-laws are coming over to celebrate January birthdays tomorrow, so uh, if I am on, it'll be probably like 9.30 or 10 if I do get a chance to be on, but otherwise, I will probably not be on tomorrow. But Game prep. Oh, that would be an interesting one. I just don't have. His, I mean, I could try to reach out to, to Game Fabricator on Twitter. Uh, I would just have to like really preload the uh, like. Okay, what do we really want to ask him about Halo CE development and the ideas for Halo? Like, would really have to iron out that list to get Game Fabricator on the podcast? I feel like. So that's going to wrap it up. Unless GT got anything else to add. Nothing today. All right. Thank you, folks, for tuning in. Uh, going to do a quick shout-out for our Patreon as well. As a patron at certain tiers, you actually get to recommend topics for us to discuss as well. So if you are a patron, uh, you kind of get a front-line access to proposing things that we could talk about. So you can do exclamation Patreon in the Twitch chat if you're there. Or head on over to podtacular.com slash Patreon. Check out the perks and recommend a topic. Check out the VODs from our podcast live streams that we don't publish unless you come and watch it live. Uh, and a few other little things on there too. For some of y'all, we'll see y'all tomorrow. And we'll see the rest of y'all next week for our next podcast installment. Until then, keep on fracking them drugs. Thank you for listening to Podtacular, the unofficial Halo Universe podcast. You can find our podcast on your favorite podcasting service and listen to us live every Thursday night at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time on Twitch. Check out our website, podtacular.com, and join the community on Discord at podtacular.com slash Discord. 
If you want to play Halo with us, come join us for Fragon Fridays at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Become a supporter of the show by sharing the show with your friends and family. Or help keep the lights on by subscribing to us on Twitch, donating via PayPal, or becoming a patron alongside Confal, Pins Halo, and Prestige Ace. Until next time, keep on fragging trucks. <laughs>